episode 45 of the All Around Podcast, talking television film. Um, so, other than what? Kong versus Godzilla, Invincible, Falcon Winter Soldier, which you didn't see, but I saw. Yes. What else did you see this past week? Nothing else. You know, I actually, while well, I, I prepared some uh, ribs last night, and I actually was catching up on some of the episodes of Check It Out because they're available on HBO Now. Oh. Um, that I had H- missed. HBO yeah. Now or HBO Max? HBO Max, sorry. Right. Um, the, uh, I did have to relive Boats, um, which is... Boats in the Marina. Which is really one of the funniest Next things. Next to the restaurant of Del Gringo's. Del, Del Gringo's. Yeah. Um, it is... Check it out with Dr. Steve. Bull. It is really... Yeah, Dr. Steve. Bull. First name is Dr. Um, if I, I don't know, you know, that thing was done on like the last ep- episodes of that was like what 2017? It was that, and, it was that soon. I think that it kicked recent? in 2012. Yes, uh, I mean, it, it actually ran for five years. Um, you know, that is much like Rick and Morty, a show that, uh, um, yeah, a couple episodes at a time. Or, I mean, after a while, it gets a brain dead. Um, I mean, I wouldn't because it's I wouldn't so say stupid. that what you call it, Rick and Morty is brain dead, but it's one of those things where no, 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 it's it's oppressive after a while. That's oh all. yeah, like it's like I mean, it's different, but like the thick of it, you can only watch so much of the thick of it at one time, just because the thick of it is so yes. like, dense, and it yes. does get that oppressive thing. But it's interesting that, like, you know, John C. Riley, Academy Award nominated John C. Riley. I'm telling who you, who is, you know, let, let's just let's just say what it is. Probably one of one of the best actors working today, if you really think about it. Uh, I mean, he did. If you look at the stuff, like he was part of the um, was Steppenwolf Theater tri- uh, troupe or that that the- theatrical troupe. So he did Go West, which was a Sam Shepard play um, that's pretty well known that I want to say like Gary Sinise and Malkovich did a television version of. And it's a story of basically two brothers, one of whom is like um, um, trying to work on a script. Another is a sort of reprobate and they are sort of annoying each well, like- other dur- during the play. And he did it with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And then during that run, they would switch parts. And it's like, he's used to like doing oh, yeah. heavy duty stage, heavy duty stage yeah. stuff. Yet he's like doing Dr. Steve Brule, which is just I wouldn't even say amazing. Like, the, the fact that he's doing Dr. Steve Brule, because he probably loves this, whatever he'll probably say. It's like, you know, the, the, the fun slash challenge of playing a character like that. And ha- that has oh, his yeah. backstory. But I think it's the fact that he's like in, you know, Holmes and Watson or whatever and like in the, the fact that he's in movies like that but it is one of these things like he did a movie called the brother sisters with Joaquin Phoenix which is like this western black comedy um mm-hmm. and like Joaquin Phoenix talks about yeah you know I wish I could kind of just be on and off like John C. Riley is when working like Joaquin Phoenix says that like he's just like yeah it's like he yeah he yeah brings yeah it. Joaquin Phoenix is extremely mad. Yeah, yeah, but it's like John C. Riley isn't, but can still give this great performance. And Joaquin Phoenix is like jealous, and it's like, wow, that's 
really interesting that it's like, but he's, he, you know, John C. Riley was in three of the best picture nominations of for 2002 back when they only nominated five films. Mm-hmm. And he was, what is it? It was uh gangs of New York, Chicago and, and, the hours, and right? what in the hours. Yeah, I think so. And he was nominated well, for it, gangs. I, yeah. But it's like, so during the middle of him shooting Dr. Steve Brule sort of as a lark, he does, we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. He does Rick at Ralph. Um, obviously, Anchorman 2. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've never even heard of Bears. Oh, it's a, it's a documentary. Um, the Lobster, which is a weird one. Um, Sing. The Little Hours. The, ca- the Cowboys. Constable. Yeah, oh, I'm the just The Sisters like... Brothers, not the Brother Sisters. The Sisters Brothers, my bad. Stan oh, and Ollie, uh, yep. which has gotten yep. really, I've never seen it. Which must yeah, be great, be really good. right? Yeah. It's one of those movies where it's like, it is so, it's so like production company, like it's a British. It's so special. No, like I'm saying it's a British <laughs> production distributed by Sony mm-hmm. in the United States. So there's no like, it's just, here's the story of these guys. There's no like big kind of larger thing they try and say. It's like, no, here's the story about these two actors who became legendary as laurel hardy there's no extra that's what i like about a lot of british films is that they're very they didn't talk about how spare it didn't talk about how stan how stan was molested when he was eight or something and therefore he wasn't able to engage in yeah like it's it was just, just the story yeah. right, right, right. Um, and i'm not saying that stan laurel was molested yeah, it, when he yeah, was eight I'm, I'm just saying it didn't have this hidden secret to be yeah. revealed uh, underneath it all which spoke to a greater truth right no, but um, fuck. The thing truth. is, he had an interview. <laughs> he had an interview with Conan because Conan's been doing these long form interviews at the Largo Theater. Uh, mm-hmm. And I sent you the one with Joel McHale, uh, which is great, dude. I love the dude. I love the Largo Theater. What you? Not, no, I've never oh. been. Go ahead. But like the one with Joel McHale is like <laughs> and, on St. Patrick's Day. Andy, where's your green? Uh, does does dis- discharge count? <laughs> uh, that's a great line, but. He did the thing with John C. Riley that was like 30 minutes, and John C. Riley talks about working with uh, Jack Nicholson in um, uh, I forget what he worked with him in. Oh, was it? It wasn't anger management. It was something else. But um, hey, <laughs> but like I I'll look it up while you're telling. No, the but he just he's just him telling these stories, and he's just so like he's just so matter of fact about everything. But there's this great thing because they're talking about their kids. Hoffa. Hoffa? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're just talking about these uh, – because Jack Nicholson took him to a U2 concert. But he talks about how Jack Nicholson walks up and, like, when John C. Riley's peeing at a urinal, and Jack Nicholson walks up and John C. Riley like, can't pee because he gets nervous. But Jack Nicholson just unzips, hands on his hips, just, like, going, right? No problem. And he goes, yeah, it's Jack. And then he turns to John C. Riley, hey, you like you too? And he goes, well, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> and then, like, so they go to this concert and they walk, they like, they kind of, um, they're kind of walking up to the crowd and they're kind of way back. So nobody really sees them. So then you two then comes on, like, the music starts. So the crowd turns, everybody turns toward the stage. And then, like, Jack's like, let's go and then they just like walk toward walk through the crowd because everybody's 
So everybody's looking at you too, and they're just yeah, yeah. It was Moses parting yeah, the right. Red Sea, it's right? Like nobody notices them, but it's just like let's go. But she talks about this thing with Jack. He's like, she's just larger than life. It's just like wow, like yeah, Jack Nicholson. But uh, then they're talking about their kids and stuff. He, and... Uh, yeah, I heard him. Uh, I heard him uh, on, on Marin, Mark yeah, podcast. He dude loves being an actor. Oh yeah, not the not the celebrity aspect of it. He loves the experience. He loves of the craft. As pretentious as that might sound, character, yeah. character, doing it, just doing yeah. it, and you can tell, like even like he digs yeah. doing it. I mean, I mean, that's the thing that I talk about, and I, I don't mean to go too long on John C. Ratty here, but that's the thing I talk about with Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story. Like he is oh so amazing in that role that it just makes me. It's like I don't need to see walk the line i've seen like i just don't like dewey cox is my johnny cash for all i care because i love that movie and he's so great in that movie because he's actually a singer he can actually play guitar the songs in it are actually pretty good it, it, it blows my mind oh some of those songs no but i know some of them are <laughs> stupid but i'm saying like the no um, the, the uh the life um... without you is a really good song Walk Hard is a good song. I mean, obviously, whatever the three eyed toaster. What's oven, the what? What's yeah, yeah. What what's what's Royal, the Royal come in my Jelly back door? The name of the what's the one about come in my back door? Uh, let's um. do it. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, there's that guilty as charged is okay. Like, he's so good in that movie. The mouse, the mouse with, with the, the overbite. overbite. <laughs> He does Bob yeah. Dylan. Three eyed toaster oven. Love is twisted squirrel and his buzz. It's toaster oven life. Yeah, yeah. But um but yeah. Uh but anyways, let's we can get to the to the news of the week. Well, do you want to talk about let's talk about Invincible okay. first since it appears that the first couple of stories we're gonna chat about will be about um another movie yeah. we saw. So Invincible, so. I'm guessing you're caught up through four episodes. Yes, okay. I'm fully caught Thoughts. up. Um, the, it it has it's really picked up. Like episode four, it's like all right, it's really picked up. There are multiple storylines happening. Um, they're not getting too. Yeah, there's some character development. I'm I'm what I'm hoping is that I, I was a little sort of all right. This is interesting. Let's get on with it. Certainly. The first episode, you know, you're waiting for the shoe to drop because it's like, all right, this is kind of straight ahead, wholesome cartoon violence, whatever. And you're waiting for like the, the other all right, when does drop. it start getting real? Oh, that's when yeah. it starts getting rough yeah. at the end when essentially um, Superman kills, kills the all the Avengers. Yeah, it kills, kills the Justice League in as graphic and violent um, as you would think it would be in real life like and the sound the, the the sound production design is interesting i i mean it, it sounds like people just were stamping on a whole bunch of like um um slime or something oh, yeah. that of just like yeah we're trying to get the most yeah yeah just how do we get guts jumping out of a person's body what's the sign what's the sign of an eye popping out of its socket yeah. that we can uh that we can do i'm 
you, you know, what's nice is like there's the reveal. There are, they have not, they've slow played the reveals of motivations and stuff, which is good. Mm. Um, like it's certainly in this last episode, um, like what is up with this Walton Goggins? The, the character that Walton Goggins is playing, I'm just like what's going on here? Unless it's like the super double secret, yeah, switcheroo du- duplicitous, thing. duplicitous government agent. That's essentially what it is. Working with, but is he duplicitous? Is he duplicitous? And we have to make it appear like we have to make it appear fully whatever because no, we are going to pull him back because we think that so and so because right, I mean. They sent him to hell, but they really didn't send him to hell, or so it appears. Oh, the demon. Um, dark, yeah, dark I, I mean, I, I like the. Yeah, I, I, I you do know that, like the boy. demon detective. Who? Yes. Yeah, yes. It's a. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was going to say another name, but that wasn't it. Um, but yeah, the the guard from Shawshank. Yeah. And the preacher from Carnival, and also yeah. Mr. Krabs. Um, yeah, so because yeah, what do you? I mean, I mean, the idea of a I, detective I who brings justice so that yeah. he can buy himself time away from hell. Yeah, I like, just sort of like that. I, I said, I'm like, wow, that's a really like interesting character thing. Yeah, because he doesn't, you know, he uses his magic to be Humphrey Bogart. You know, right. he's like uh, not Humphrey Bogart. He's um, fuck. What's what's the name of the character in The Big Sleep? Philip Marlowe. Mm-hmm. Or 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 whatever, oh, come on, what? Please, please. Well, if you watch the movie The Big Sleep, you're going to be confused as shit because it's a whole bunch of. It's essentially a movie in the '40s that takes a lot of the themes from *L.A. Confidential* and puts in the movie in the '40s after the codes kicked in. So you're just like, what the hell's going on? If you, I, you know, the book. Oh, it tells you exactly what's going on. There's a lot of hookers and pornography and all this other stuff. There's a lot of hooers. But yeah, but it's like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna? I know. You know how are you gonna talk about goes. in the movie in the forties? Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. So, right. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, you know, the, Dante Fierro's in it, so I, yeah. I dug that. Yeah. Um, Jason Mansukis. I, I forget the Jason Mansukis. Yeah, I forget the name that Dante Fierro. Rex what, what's flowed. the name of his drink? What's the name of his no, drink? No, 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 no. Yeah, well, he cut. No, the, not the drink. The his uh, perfume is called yeah, Dennis Feinstein yeah. in Parks and Rec. Dennis Feinstein. That's what his it really is. Really, Dante right. Fierro. But Dennis Feinstein's more exotic in Pawnee. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 I like the voice actors. I. I, I think J.K. Simmons uh, oh, he's great. is great. Yeah. He's great. Oh, I, think blood. I think Sandra O's. Uh, I think Sandra O's good. I think uh, the Invincible, the guy who does Invincible yeah, Steve, is Steven Yoon. Fucking, he is fucking perfect. Yeah. He is spot on. He's been in like, I mean, well, I'm, he's known for being on The Walking Dead, but he's been, he's been in so many, like, if you look at his filmography, he's done so many of these, like, little great indie films that are like 86 on Metacritic, 89 on Metacritic. Like he's in this movie called Minari, which is going to be not, which is nominated for a bunch of shit this year. That's like, it has like a 94. Like he's been in, he's made some really good decisions with his career. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's great as Invincible. I love the, when I he's I, on Mars and it's like, yeah, I'm the, supposed to be overseeing this mission. It's like, well, you're doing a shit job. Hey, mistakes were made. And uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, but yeah. 
I think I think like Walton Goggins is really good. Yeah. I think like all of like pretty much all the voice talent is good. W- what's weird though is uh, Britta, um, who is Adam, Adam Eve, Eve yeah. or whatever. It, she, um, her voice. She seems each time she talks, there doesn't seem to be a natural flow in a conversation. It feels very sort of she said this and then. And then, and this one maybe says something, and then she says something else. And frankly, if you look at it, you could tell that it's like, okay, wow, the inflections are so different from um, this piece of dialogue to this other piece of dialogue, which should have been said three and a half seconds later. It almost might have sounds like it might have been recorded three days later. Right. And and that that was weird how how it just picked up. I don't understand the. Uh, purpose of the relationship with Amber. Um, with yeah, Zussie, hipster. Zussie beats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hipster black chick. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not sure. Like, I mean, okay, so what does she represent? Normalcy, I guess. And it's just that Invincible is eventually just going to break up with her. I mean, because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but but then there'll be something near the end where he saves his saves her life and it's something yeah. something's gonna come up. I'm I'm I I'm really enjoying it because I have not read anything online. I know nothing about it other than it was the Walking Dead dude story. Oh and you're better than me. That's it. I Okay, but I'm like I'm liking where this is I mean Zach Quito. I mean, is that robot, a little too on brand? Yeah, I mean is that just top? like a little too I mean, is that, I mean, I mean, is that meant to be like a nod to say, let's have some emotionless tool who's like going to play this emotionless character who played Spock? I mean, I I was like, wait, wait, that is Spock. And I'm touched the screen on my phone. Yeah, they're not exactly going for, you know, the guy from Margin Call. Okay. They're not exactly going for that character. No, no, I, 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 I dude, I know. It's like they could have gotten a guy for a hell of a lot cheaper to do the same thing. Um, I'm not saying Quinto is demanding whatever, yeah. but you literally could have gotten anybody just to do some robotic voice. Um, so, so the fact that I have not like leapt ahead and I'm not trying to find something out, I, I do not understand what is. I mean, J.K. Simmons clearly there's two things here. There is there is some sort of he wants to be a good dad, but there's also this sort of weird master race yeah, thing, probably weird kind of overmatch. Thing yeah, 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 because yeah. you're this, I'm, I'm this person here. There's something going on there, and you're like, so what are the motivations? And it's unclear. And well, the fact that I'm not that the able whole to... Viltrumite thing is bullshit about, oh, yeah, well, they set this out to be protectors. It's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Um, okay, well, please do not reveal. I don't know what it is. Me, okay? I, I truly don't know what it is. When I say look ahead, like, I basically, I know what's going to happen in the very last episode of the show. Um, oh well, I don't. Okay, so don't don't yeah, say I nothing, know. dude. It's it's I, not. I mean, I mean Vilt- not groundbreaking the, stuff, but I'm... but 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 like Viltrumite is such like a weird name, but but whatever. Um, uh, but then, you know, I like the okay. So the Justice League gets killed. They bring in these new kids, which they essentially oh, except for that one dude, Black, oh, Black Samson. Samson yeah. Um, which is. Clearly, you know, I, I like that. It's Black Samson. He lost his powers and he's bald. 
got it. We get it. Um, um, but then now you got the robot dude who's doing something. Yeah. And you got uh that 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 sort of sprung up, I think, only in the last episode. Yeah, the end you got, of the what's third Walton episode Go- and yeah. And uh, Yeah, and then now, okay, so what's Walton Goggins doing? Hmm. Um and what's the play with Demon Detective and you know, um uh, Sandra O mom hmm. mom's like Okay, I'll tell him I believe him, but you know she's thinking something. Right. And um I think it's I think it's gonna be I think it's good. And um I'm probably gonna enjoy it way more because I didn't feel the obligatory let's push through four episodes. Right. Which I was feeling like, hey, I gotta push through it, but now it's just like, okay, it's one, so now I can sit back and sort of more leisurely uh enjoy it. Um what what do you think? Oh no, I think it's very good. I'm I'm really I'm interested to like read the comic because you can buy like the whole thing for like 40 bucks. Um, dude, what? Dude, you could probably find it elsewhere. Yes, I know. I know. I'm aware. Um, There's a great app out there called Panels for iPad, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. No, so that is how I caught up on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. LXG. I'm never going to get over that shit. But no, I think it's really good. Yeah, dude who's playing Invincible is like great. Uh, obviously, big J.K. Simmons. Uh, I think this po- it's safe to say this podcast is a big fan of J.K. Simmons. Um, <laughs> and 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 basically all of his work. So it's nice to see him getting. What did we learn? Yeah, right. Getting good work on a on a and a Denkus over there. Uh, no, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. But no, like he's great as Omni Man. Um, I mean, Jason Mansukis, fine. He plays the he, he's the same voice and everything. Just okay. Let's get Jason Mansukis to say some outrageous shit. It's like okay, great. Um, oh, and he's always overacting. Everything. I know, but like that's what he's you know that's what he's paid to I'm, do. I'm no. sure he has a little more range, but that's what he's paid to do. Um, uh, you know. I love Zazie Beats, but it's she's she's basically there to become the jilted girlfriend. I don't know, but it's like it's so obvious that what's his face is going to hook up with Adam Eve, and it's just like it's just a matter of time. Well, you know, you know, Adam Eve was she was feeling it immediately. Oh yeah, when she came to his um, house. Holy yeah, shit! That was quick. Um, so yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I I, I you know I, my eyes. My eyes wanted to roll out of my head when, like, uh, Invincible's friend says, "No, no, she has to read uh, Margaret Atwood and oh, uh, yeah. Tony Coates and all this stuff." And I'm just like, "You got to be fucking kidding me! Is that is that what like y- is that what old people are going to try to position young people to think is what being cultured is? Is reading the fucking Handmaid's Tale? Give me a goddamn." Break. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good show. I'm definitely looking forward to looking forward to like you know the last four episodes. Um, yeah, there's only four left. Yeah, it's we're halfway eight through. Episodes. Only eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand like like that one those those one those one group of folks that came from the planet. They just man, they, I'm just like y'all got your ass beat once. Came back, y'all got your ass beat again. 
Then you came back. Well, then, you know, you thought you had the answer, but then you got oh, to the flaxens? Like, yeah, whatever they are. It's like, dude, what the fuck is going on on Earth that you got to take it over? There's like, if you're able to do that shit, the universe is pretty goddamn big. You get your ass beat, killed a bunch of times. What is going on on Earth? What's the mojo that Earth's got mm. in this world? The other thing that the other thing oh, that that's I understand where all is, the comic book writers live. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. The other thing I understand is, you know, with Justice League, it's sort of like, or even Marvel, it's like, okay, so you got like a lot of folks that are criminals that get their hands on technology and they do stuff, and you've got yourself a, a handful of superpower people, let's say a Marvel world, and I, you know, 20, 25, whatever it might be. In this world of Invincible, it's like every third person look, see, appears to have Powers. a superpower. I mean, they bring like, all right, let's bring in these 750 people to try out for the for tryouts. And I'm like, is everyone their brother like a superhero? And if that's the case, I'm like, how do you, how does anyone live like a normal, not even a superhero, but it's like, if, if you're not good, you're bad. So you got to figure out, you got thousands of people with powers to basically kill hundreds, if not thousands of people just walking around doing whatever. Like, how, how is there anything called like a normal life? I just, yes, I know it's a comic. Yeah. It's so, a comic. Exactly. Um, Slow down. So, Saw Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, okay. Another good episode. A character from the last couple uh, Captain America movies comes back, makes an appearance. Uh, the city of Madripoor makes an appearance. So a bunch of X-Men fans went from six to midnight. Um, but Madripoor is basically... Mad- Madripoor. Yeah. It's basically... It's like a... How is it? They, it, they basically depict it as like... Oh yeah, Principality Madripoor, fictional island located in Southeast Asia, appearing in American comics published by Marvel Comics. Um, so it's basically like this criminal underworld... Um, area that's almost it's almost like it's like tokyo like they make it look like tokyo in the show but um a lot of mutants are there uh divided between high town and low town so super rich super poor whatever um yeah and so they go to madripoor and zemo comes back and there's this meme because they walk through a club and they you know blend in and zemo dances for like literally two seconds like the camera just flashes to him and there is already a twitter account zemo dances too and they just have all this music over it and oh my god okay but it, okay. it's funny it's it's funny to see daniel Bruhl is like this uh the villain that the heroes need to work with um Although he kind of comes off as more of an anti-hero because, like, he was never really a villain. Villain. He was just mad that his city got wiped off the face of the earth and his family died. But you get to see this more humorous side of Zemo. But it's not humorous in the way like, oh, he's endearing. It's just like kind of this, just like this very kind of his coping is just like he's just kind of got this macabre sense of humor. Um, so uh, there's that. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, there's kind of a tease of a conflict that started in Civil War at the end that you'll see. Um, 
Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, uh, still, I mean, not a lot of U.S. agent in this episode. There's maybe five minutes total, probably less than that, maybe three. But the, but the uh, uh, the plot pushes forward though. Correct? Yes, and the the flag smashers. Not, I don't think it's going to take the narrative turn you expect. Of oh, they're actually like sympathetic, whatever. Like maybe, but maybe not. With what happened, so I'll. That's all okay. I'll say. Um, okay. But yeah, it was really good. So we can get into the big news. So I saw Godzilla versus. Do you hold on? Do you want to? Do you want to restart? Yeah, yeah, we restart. can. Hey, all right. Hey. So saw Godzilla versus Kong today. I know you saw it. What, like the day it came out? The day after? Yeah, we saw it. We saw it the the day it came out. Wednesday night, Thursday night, whatever it was. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, hang on, hang on. Would you, would, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like this. This was terrible to me. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, the I think fights, it's better. It's better than King of the Monsters. It's. I. I think it's yes, but that's. That's just. Saying I know it's not that saying much. It's the turds a bit dry. It's, the best one is still Kong Skull Island. Pro, um, I'd say the first. I'd say Godzilla. So, so th- th- mm, this is. Th- I'm I'm amazed at how many people. I'm shocked by the reviews of it that are so good, because it I is truly it, it is a for what it is sort of review. And it does not have um, stupid, um, you know, into human characters going through some sort of arc with each other in the middle of a monster movie, mm-hmm. which is fine. But the, everything, I mean, why do they have name brand cast in this at all? I don't understand. All they are are nothing but um, staples to connect the fights or the action scenes. Yeah. That is all they are. Like the the Brian Tyree Henry um, as nothing but the original ex- the original chief but fucking stupid. <laughs> well yeah, oh well yeah. yeah. Or no, I'm just saying boy. like super right, ta- right. yeah, paperboy, super talented guy that's just well, and, just, I, you know. and I'm just like, I'm like, dude, so you read this. I mean, and, and that's the thing. You, you sent me a text today and I'm like, I, I guess, but I'm like, dude, you've got chops and you've got ability and you're playing this sort of super cartoonish character and that just spits out ideas and exposition. Yeah. Like and, when he comes into the, to the, you know, Ghidorah's skull and the guys doing the telepathic uh-huh, girl, uh-huh, like, which uh-huh. I don't, I don't even know if we need to get in that. But he basically explains what it is after seeing it for only thirty seconds. I'm like, really? Like he just it, knows of, what it is? Like, of course, of like course. He's like, oh, it's a, it's a psionic, it's a psionic neural link, and it's like, how do you just know that? And it's like, well, because we don't want this movie to be over two hours. That's why he knows it. Oh my like, god! And I'm yeah. like, when it ended, oh, and we don't talk about the end. I'm I'm just sort of like we can talk about it. Scars guard, scars. Well, I don't want to talk about the. I mean, the thing I'd say about the end is when it ends 
it ends. That's it. I mean, oh, literally, yeah. it's like, yeah, hey, yep, it's over. Bye. We're at bye. Well, shit. Okay, really? And then I'm sitting. Okay, let's watch the last. Let's watch the pre. Uh, let's watch the credits roll. Yep. No, there's no uh, end scene or anything. There's no there's nothing there. Again. Nothing. No, nothing. At the the end. This is the last contracted movie that Toho has allowed them to use Godzilla. So to, this was it. They had four movies, and this was the last one. Um. So that's why I think it was very. It was left very open ended. It wasn't like, oh, there's this other monster. But like, no Zhang Ji at all. None. Who's that? She wasn't. <laughs> She's the Chinese girl from the from King of the Monsters. Who was oh, in like Rush Hour? Is she? Is she the Crowd, one who Project was Tiger? like? Is she was the one who was like the third generation of these women that have these weird powers and stuff? Is it what that they showed no. these? Well, there was some girl who there was some weird like tapestry on a wall or something like I, that. I don't like know. I don't know. Or some in, in King but, of the Monsters. But yeah. Yeah. Right. No, but like she was with Ken Watanabe's character for a little bit and she was just in it. And it's like that one the other guy with the neural link that's supposed to be Ken Watanabe's son. It's like Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's supposed to be his son, Ren Sirizawa, because uh his dad is Ishiro's Sirizawa, which is that which is Ken Watanabe's character in the other Godzilla movies. But it's like Millie Bobby Brown, like that whole storyline with Millie Bobby Brown, the kid from Deadpool 2, and Brian Tyree Henry, they that didn't need to be in the movie at all. Like that was something I realized. Like, there's no reason that they should be in the movie, along with Kyle Chandler. Why is fat kid? Why is Kyle Chandler is always the harried, the harried government? Dude is in the movie for like 90 seconds it feels like what is what is what is what is fat kiwi doing in that movie like what's his purpose yeah there's like what's his purpose Um, he's not comedy relief ryan tyree henry's comedy relief. well you know what is his purpose you know find a good job you know have some kids isn't that isn't that all of our purpose i, I um, mean I, I i i get it but what is his purpose i just what is I, his I, inner drive like well, what, I'm, you know, I'm, no like, hey, writer why did you put this character in there other than to spill some fucking coffee max on a max bornstein deal? dad max bornstein this is the guy who literally has a career because of these movies and eric pearson wait a minute eric pearson eric pearson's actually a well, he's a Marvel guy. So, 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 so this is the other thing that I, I realized watching this. You know, in the first movie, you have um, a Marvel brother and sister in it playing husband and wife. Yeah, um, and, and then, then Brian Cranston chewing the shit out of the scenery but, for the first thirty-five but, minutes but, before he passes away. But fine, but like, I'm. Glad. I like Brian Cranston. But no, but the thing is, I'm glad that they didn't try and have this like Brian Cranston lost his wife because the government covered up that whatever they said that there was nuclear you know whatever in this atmosphere or radiation in this atmosphere and there wasn't he's like i, I knew i was uh i lost my wife because of this da, da. it's like i'm just glad they didn't try and have all that bullshit in there it's like no you know we want to see the fights let's just get to the fight well you know, so like, hold on they, so wait wait wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. No, but hold on so so you're viewing the godzilla story through the eyes of let's say kick ass right and then okay. Brian Cranston until he dies, and it basically rolls to his son. Back. Yeah. 
Then in the second one, you're viewing it through, which is Skull Island. Bobby Brown, her dad. Is that Skull Island? Oh, you're talking about Skull Island. Sorry. No, wait, 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 wait. What was the second one? King of the Monsters. I thought you were just talking about the Godzilla ones. I thought you were talking about no, no, Well, no, but, but right. let's, throw Kong in it. let's throw Kong yeah. in it. You got it with uh, Loki and Captain Marvel and um, um, the um, um, Sam yeah, Jackson. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson's um, movie. Um, so, uh, or, and, or, or, or whatever. And, and, and you're viewing Kong. Great. Um, you're in King of the Monsters. You're viewing it through Millie Bobby Brown and fucking yeah. Vera Farmiga's dumbass line readings, <laughs> but 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 whatever. But it's Millie Bobby Brown in this movie. You're viewing it through Kong. Kong is the in you are viewing this movie essentially. Kong is the heartbeat of the film. Yeah, and Kong Kong is it. That is who you're viewing it through. And I'm yeah. like, wow, okay, well, no wonder there's no character development. It's just that. It's monkey, yeah. Right. And the other thing is that, you know, when I... I mean, Godzilla when, got a whole second movie. Kong didn't, so there you go. When, when I saw the first Godzilla, you truly had all inspiring moments of seeing the scale of the monster, the scale of the Mudos or whatever the hell they were called. Yeah. You had these sort of just like, God yeah, because you had the thing damn. with the the paratroopers that would literally like would dive. They would literally do those dives from like the plane. They would do those drops. Right, right. And, and you just see the, the blades the on the, the things on his back. Yeah, you see and the stuff. color, and it's like you see the scales, and you see how small these people are. Right, they're guiding him through whatever. Yeah, right. You know, and then, but it's right. like you had this sense of it awe. was more of that. Yeah, there was more of that kind of realism with. Well, scale, but whereas. but but it also like teased the reveal, right? It's sort of like you. You're waiting to see it. You know it's going to come. There's a reveal that happens, and when it does, boom, boom, and then cool. You get the reveals, and it's great. And Kong had similar things like that where you had the helicopter flying through. Um, King of the Monsters had some semblance of reveal in Ghidorah. There's something like that. In this, there ain't no reveals. There's no reveals at all. Um, Now it's just... Yep, you know these guys, they're gonna fight. And it's gonna be cool. And yeah, we're just gonna staple, we're gonna staple stories together just to get to another fight. And what I mean, it is the loosest of staples that are there. That makes that makes no sense. Like, like I'm I, I, and 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 this is the and you know, I was ta- I was talking to Ann, and I was like, there's so much in this movie that makes no sense. Like how could a guy do this sort of pirating podcast that's clearly out for a number of weeks, if not years, while working for, is this a bit on the nose? Apex Cybernetics? Apex. Apex Cybernetics. Yes. What, what do we think that this company's going to do? Dad, dad. No, dad. hold on. Oh, no. it, is, it is called Godzilla versus no, Kong. Right, right. No, 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 but hold on. Just, so then I'm thinking, yes. This saying, was the this was the Alex watching the general insurance commercial where he shoots a basketball <laughs> from sixty feet and says and makes the bucket and Alex says, "Oh, that's so fake." And I had to say, Alex, "No, I said it's I a car." I said, with, I, "I didn't say it." I said, 
we were in the middle of a pretty serious conversation about something else. It, it wasn't like whatever, but I just go like offhand. Oh, yeah, that happened. Okay, and okay. Then, and, and then, then I said, and then I got back to the thing, and you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, and then yeah, right, because it is a cartoon. It's damn near Mr. Monopoly with a general outfit on that shoots a shot from sixty feet while Shaq is grinning about something because he was doing, I guess, the general commercials. And because a cartoon character hit a shot from 60 feet, that happened. And I had to realize, yeah, and I'm busting your chops because it's a fucking cartoon. And I have to realize it's a Godzilla movie. Why am I even trying to attach logic to anything, anything here at all? And clearly, I mean, with Godzilla, the first movie, it's like, all right, dude comes out of the sea. There's giant bugs or giant praying mantises. And he's fixing everyone. He's tearing it up. We're seeing it. Cool. Everything else feels at least real to the extent that it's real in this. In this case, let's get this machine. We're going to fly to the center of the earth that's hollow. And we've got these magic crystals, I guess, that are going to solve all the power problems that will ever exist. And it's like, man, we, we, jumped, Kong... we jumped so far from like, yeah. Yeah, there's this uh, Loch Ness monster type character that's living in the ocean that protects. Him. Yeah, and the reason he's all mutated is because we set the bomb off, and when we were doing bomb tests back in the '40s. Uh, we kind of awoke this thing and gave it more power. Uh, it's it's like way more. No, there's this hollow earth. There's this reverse gravitational pull, uh, and there's a magic and... axe. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I have the power. That's what I'm saying. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. There's this long line of monkeys and Kong is, you know, they, I guess they ruled this hollow earth area. Uh, but as, I will say when Kong is leading them to wherever, that whole scene is pretty cool where Kong kind of figures out the reverse gravitational pull and he jumps and he lands on the other side. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like that, I, I did like that little sequence. And then Aisa Gonzalez is like, we're getting the sample. We got it. You know, she's Rourke from Atlantis, basically. That's who she is. Of course. Um, of course she is. She's got to get the crystals, then she's got to leave. I'm going to do anything for my dad until I die. Oh, her whole introduction, like, feel free to be impressed. I'm like, this is the worst writing and acting I've seen in a long time. Um, where she's basically telling Alexander Scars, like, this is why we're here. We're funding this. You know, we're giving you this tech, and you better know how to use it. And it's like, shut up. Um, you know, just, just, just shut the fuck up. And so, so you know... Uh, yeah, and, and so, then the fight scene in Hong Kong, I'm with just like, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla. No, but even before that, oh, where they're fighting each other, I'm just and Godzilla just kicks his ass. Yeah, yeah, but but that's not surprising. And but then I'm like, I'm 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 looking at that. And I'm like, this this just looks like a model. And so this is the other thing I don't know. It probably I probably would have said yes. This is great for what it was. It was great because I I would have gone to a movie theater and seen it. I saw it on television. Right. Right. I'm sure that it loses a lot, but this, yeah, when they're fighting in Hong Kong, it whether it's because of the neon, it just looks like some models with some neon. That's sort the of other thing is like this this movie so embraced the Michael Bay hemness of the franchise, like. The red and blue, the neon and all that. Whereas, like, you see the first Godzilla, it is very kind of desaturated. Well, it's, it's Gareth Edwards. Much, no. It looks very much like, yeah, uh, very, it, very not, grayed out. Yeah, it's not like Snyder desaturated, but it is desaturated. 
Where and then Kong Skull Island, Apocalypse Now, that very kind of powdery, um, like uh, almost like movie poster look, uh, that type of thing, um, that just very seventies. Well, because supposed to take place in like seventy, yeah, seventy seven. Yeah, it's like the end of Nam, basically. So there's that. Godzilla 2 was like this kind of started to lean into that very blue sci-fi look, which I was kind of like, eh. But it still kind of looks kind of more realistic, but it had these very sci-fi look. And then this one totally leans into the bayhemness of of a of blockbusters, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but we know when they're fighting Mechagodzilla, I was smiling from ear to ear. I loved it. I mean, it why? Was, because it was it's Mechagodzilla. Oh, when they were fighting Mechagodzilla, when they're yeah. just kind of tossing them to each other, and then Godzilla's on the ground and lights the axe, and then <laughs> it's just like it's dumb, but it's awesome. Like it's just you can't help just be like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, but it's like, God, if Godzilla doesn't look like the meanest fucking lizard you will ever see, yeah. Well, life, it's it, it's really weird because he was sort of friendly nice certainly in the king of the monsters sort of a an unknown in the first one at the end fine this one he just looked he just looked pissed he's like he just looked annoyed like i thought i got all of you um (laughs) i mean Uh, um but and then at the end even when they acknowledge each other, and it's just kind of like he just snorts and he, yeah, he snorts he's and like, goes in the water. Basically, he's like, "All right, I guess we're good. Bye." And then he just swims away, and it's just like, "Yeah, I mean, that's where." You're, but it's like I'm sure that's where you kind of like you love Godzilla the way you love Hulk in the in the first Avengers, or the way you love Old Man Logan or Old Bruce Wayne or whatever. Just like the guy that just doesn't care. Just look, leave me the fuck alone. Because if you bother me too much, I'm going to destroy everyone. <laughs> you know. Some of us go through life with a certain Yes, code. I know. You said some of us go through life what? With a certain code. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Because like I know when we're watching Old Man Logan and you watch the Batman the Batman warehouse scene in Batman v Superman, and I just hear you over there, it's like it's just the old man, just the old crotchety man that just doesn't want to be messed with anymore. And it's like you're getting hard while you're saying that, basically. It's like, relax, guy, okay? But, um... I, I but, And yeah. then I, th- there is also something about... The, they're clearly just feeding this to the Chinese. It, it, they should be oh, in Tokyo. Yeah. They shouldn't be in fucking Hong Kong. Um, yeah. But it's, it, it, it's whatever. Oh, the, I'm sure they... I'm sure the Chinese love that they destroy Hong Kong for... Of course. Yeah. Of course. I thought that as soon as possible. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? But I love that these fight scenes, they don't really hold back. I know it's PG-13, but they don't really hold back in terms of like throughout the series. Like, you know, in the first Godzilla and he shoots the atomic breath down the Muto's throat and then he decapitates it. Like with this one, I mean, it seems like they're going all out. Like Godzilla scratching Kong's chest. He bites him on the neck. Like it is not, this is not a uh, Disney PG-13 movie. This is definitely WB PG-13. It is, it's not, it is, they, they do what they got to do. Uh, also when uh, Kong is hacking at Mecca, like he is hacking with, it just seems like it's all full force. Like there's no holding back there. So 
I liked there was, it. It was under th- two there hours. Was a, there was like a um, lethal weapon call out when Kong fixes his separated shoulder. Oh, and um, he just bumps it against the... He pops... Yeah, that that was a move in uh, the first yeah. lethal weapon that he would... Mel Gibson would bang his shoulder into a wall to get it back in place or something like that. Um, so... th- I, I had a couple other notes, hold on, um, that I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, oh, yes. Hollow Earth. Those bat bird things yeah. look dead on... Gob- goblin orcs from Lord of the Rings, um, okay. or, or 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 one of them where they just open their mouth and sort of start yelling or something like that. I said that looks like it, or at a minimum, looks dead on the Jay Pato Malley vulture character from the Jungle Book uh, cartoon. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm talking about. And guess um... who? Did you notice who did the dig- guess who did the digital effects for this? Wait, you're not talking about the. What do you want to do? I don't know. What yes. do you want to do? The, but yeah. the bald guy, not the weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the don't do star again. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it was. Look, flaps. The actor, yeah, right, right. It was the actor. It was yeah. the actor is yeah, Jay yeah, Pat O'Malley. So, yeah, yeah gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, those bird bats, I was the like. The name of the vulture. The name of the vulture is Flaps. Flaps. Okay. okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but then I say, oh, it looks like Lord of the Rings Online, yada, yada, yada. And who does the digital effects? Weta. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. So. And WB uses them a, a ton because Peter Jackson. I mean, that's why Peter Jackson is worth what he's worth because he, he owns Weta Workshop. Um, I thought, though, is that, from, excuse me, is that from that or is that from, like, he settled with um, – it was a new line or whomever with um, Lord of the Rings. Because, like, he's supposed to be. Oh, what? Piece just of... royalties? Yeah, yeah. Just from him being a yeah, producer. Yeah, I mean, he there. makes royalties, but it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, a lot of his net worth comes from the Lord of the Rings films, but him owning probably the ILM of Warner Brothers helps. Did you know that he's <clears throat> he's doing a four or eight day remastering of Lord of the Rings. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> Fathom events. Um, I, no, I, I, I don't know, but I heard some article where he was talking about like, well, there you go, dad. There, there's the incentive to get your next television. Um, <laughs> so. You know what? I, 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 until I get a better sound system. I mean, the sound system. It's has not going to be a dick. First. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like Godzilla vs. Comics. Speaking of Godzilla, you, so wait, wait, Kong, you did, you did like it. I liked it more than King of the Monsters, and I think I might have liked it more than the first Godzilla. I still got to see the first Godzilla. I got to see it again. I, I, I didn't like it. I did not like it more than Kong Skull Island. I like Kong Skull Island. If it's if not just for the John C. Riley of it all, um, I, really I, I probably liked it better than King of the Monsters, but not much more because it just felt like this felt this felt so cotton candy like I don't expect yeah. there to be much substance in these movies yeah I was about to say I don't know what you know what, what do you I mean I don't know if you're looking for high cinema in Godzilla versus Kong I think you might be barking up the wrong tree I, I, I'm, I'm not looking for high cinema but you know this isn't I, the seventh seal okay no I I, I I sign, 
Seventh Seal. Yeah, Seventh Seal. Yeah, yeah. Seventh Seal. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I get that, but um, you at least had because th- that's the thing. All these people that are cast in this movie, they're getting and, paid, and they have nothing to do in Kong Skull Island. They did have something to do. Oh yeah, Kong Skull Island. There was a that's, definite. Yeah, I mean, they had a anti-war photographer for God's sake. Okay, yes. Um, I'm just saying they had something in this movie. They literally had nothing to do, and yeah. and I'm like, wow. Okay, it's a bunch of pretty cool fights, and that's great. But it's like, wow. So then, if you watch it for if you watch it for the comedic sort of, wow, this is just what what incredible garbage this is. But the fight scenes yeah. are great, so fine. Okay, I I guess I guess I it, this is not as good a garbage as uh, Skull Island was anyway. Done. So anyways, because with Godzilla versus Kong, since it opened up very well financially, it's up to two hundred eighty-five million worldwide now. Um, this I don't. This director is full of himself. Holy shit! Oh, holy I didn't read the whole. Interview, holy but basically, shit! But basically, he there's gonna he's gonna do direct a Thundercats movie. Which, if Lavelle Crawford doesn't make a cameo in that movie, what's wrong with the world? Um, for those look up for those go on YouTube, look up Lavelle Crawford Thundercats. So great comedic bit. So um, there was there has been a script said, supposedly floating around for this movie. Of course. Uh, so this will be a hybrid of CGI and animation, supposedly. Um, you know, he said he wrote, uh, he said he had a Thundercat script when he was younger. That was like 400 pages or something. It's like, okay. Uh, and then he's also supposed to do some face-off sequel. Um, so what, 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 what? is there nothing? Basically this guy, this guy made his bones on super low budget horror films that were actually like very well regarded and then he did death note is that what's called death note which is based on some anime or manga or something and it was crap on netflix uh it was crap uh and <laughs> like and so and then he did godzilla versus kong but now that this movie is performing pretty well financially it's not doing gangbusters but it's doing pretty well it's like Warner Brothers is like turning over the keys to him for like all this shit. And it's just like, guys, relax. This movie, I mean, it just ain't that good. So yeah, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm the decision by one. I mean, it, it feels pretty desperate to throw the keys to him after this movie. This movie has succeeded to the extent that, yeah, there's a bunch of relatively This movie, the people that love this Godzilla movie is a certain sort of moviegoer. And Uh the fact that you are saying we're going to throw the keys to do these, I guess, big budget movies. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming it's because they got no one else to feel comfortable with. I mean, I mean, it sounds like he brought this thing in and he got it in on time. as as close to under budget as possible and that's good i'm more so trying to figure out 
in what who is asking for a Thundercats movie to be made? I mean, it's the mm. what Thundercats? I mean, Thunder. I mean, is is there some is there some big hidden community that's just all gassed up about that, like still thinks Thundercats is the shit? And and they're it's, and they're they're like forty six year olds. I mean, because I dad. But it's like, how do you make that weighty trailer with like Hans Zimmer music, and then the title comes up? It's like Thundercats, and it's like, how do you like? You're just gonna hear a bunch of giggles in the audience. Like what? Like like when Man of Steel or The Dark Knight or you know Captain America comes up. It's like. You know, Thundercats is not going to have the same. Well, hold on. You know, hold on. Could you imagine Don LaFontaine in a world? No, well, know, hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember, I remember a teaser trailer that came out that showed the what's the Martian rover Curiosity, and it was sort of going around on Mars, and it, oh, yeah. you see the shadow coming behind it, and it goes black, and you see the outline yeah. of something, and that was the teaser trailer for transformer for transformer and, and i'd be effective. i'd be lying if i wasn't like oh okay this, this looks uh <laughs> we gotta this, see that movie yeah this looks interesting well I, it's just it, like that's when that whole found footage thing any any found footage trailer was like was great it would send goosebumps up people's spines it's like what what but yeah that's great because it, there's this cut in the footage that obviously it skips ahead and it's like, boom Oh boy! You see this, and then it turns, and then you just see this thing. Just you just see sort of an outline or a shadow of something angular. And, yeah, right. So, but yeah, Thundercats. Thundercats. I mean, Thundercats was kind of a joke. I mean, it was like on from like the mid to late eighties, and and that was it. Thundercats, really? But you know what? They made a. Sh- they made how many fucking Smurf movies have they made? I mean, they made a goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So the fact that they're making a Thundercats movie is fine. But, you know, is there nothing original? I mean, are we going to go through some C-level Rankin-Bass cartoon that was on at 4 o'clock in the movie on your independent stations? For those who, you know, because no one had, like I say, no one. Cable wasn't a big thing back then. And kids, if you didn't want to watch fucking Porky Pig or whatever, you were watching these new fangled cartoons like, Voltron and Thundercats or something like that. But I mean, frankly, we have breadth of television now to get away from that horse shit that was selling cookie crisp to every kid. I mean, I mean, this is just like garbage, but, but it's like, is this it? Are, are we now doing this? This thing was dead. Gonna... This thing ceased to exist on television over 30 years ago, at least new. Okay. Yeah. Over 30 years ago. It stopped being played. I mean, are we just feeding 45-year-olds? Are we feeding this to 45-year-olds? You can't tell me that this is going to come out and a bunch of 5- to 10-year-olds are going to be hot to buy... It's still Thund- real with me, goddammit! Yeah, they're going to be hot to buy like a bunch of goddamn Thundercats merch. I'm just not feeling it. I mean, I just... Yeah, well, I just is there nothing original? No, no, no. These forty, these forty-five-year-olds. Like, how it's like these forty-five-year-olds got money. Ass, they will come and watch this movie. I just don't understand where it's like, yeah, we're gonna make this old-ass IP because it's basically just because it's IP. There's no cachet, but just because it's IP, we're just gonna make it. And it's like, what? Like, that's like the Power Rangers movie 
like, oh, why did the Power Rangers movie bomb? Because no one gives a shit about Power Rangers anymore. No one. And if you're, people only gave a like, shit about Power Rangers literally for two years. Well, that's it, it. But it's also just like, first of all, if you're gonna make a Power Rangers movie, fine, make a Power Rangers movie. Don't make a hundred and fifty million dollar Power Rangers movie because you're gonna lose money on it. You want to make a Power Rangers movie, make it for fifty million dollars, and just and you know what, you know what that requires. You better make a really good fucking script. You better write a really good script. Uh, you, for fifty million dollars, how do you how do you make a good script from a goddamn Power Rangers? I mean, no, ev- that's the thing. Everything but is if you the do same that, show. No, here's what I'm saying. But if you do that, you can't. I'm saying if you do a good Power Rangers movie, it's not going to be classic Power Rangers lore because classic Power Rangers lore is fucking stupid. So you make your own thing with Power, and you just slap Power Rangers on it. But then at that point, it's just like just make a new fucking IP. Like, no, they can't. Point, they can't. They can't. They can't. Because... Yeah, because they can't help themselves because it'll never get greenlit. Right. It'll, it'll never, never get, get greenlit, greenlit because it has to exist. You have to convince someone there's a market that's there. That's the thing with Atomic. You have you heard the story about Atomic Blonde and how that got made? That dude. That was a script. A- Anthony Anthony Johnson, it. the uh, comic book yeah. writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he couldn't sell it, and so he made it into a graphic novel, and then that got sold, and then it was made a movie. The same thing happened with uh, Kingsman, I think. It was like it was a script. They couldn't sell it. They made it into a comic book, and that got made into a movie. And it's like, what the? It's it's like, well, is it based on something? It's not even the fact that uh, the coldest city, which is what Atomic Bond is based off of, that's the name of the graphic novel. It's not even like that sold incredibly well. It sold well enough, but it's like, oh no, it's based on something. Let's make it thirty million dollars. We lo- let's make it. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like it, it's so these, stupid that shit has to these go through people that extra running. Stuff. It's the people running studios and then the executive producers that because that's what's happening, though. Aren't these executive producers basically just optioning content and then they're just going to they're going to try to. And then what with Atomic Bond, you got an executive producer. Well, no, because it was um, no, it was made. And then uh, Charlie Theron's production company bought that because they thought, ah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then because Charlie Theron production company bought the bought the rights. Then people would attach it because Charlize Theron is Charlie's a bankable yeah. star. Well, or but, that, but that's the boys. thing with like, um, if you look at Blumhouse and like that film Upgrade, uh, which is about the guy that gets the chip implanted in his spine or whatever, yep. he becomes kind of like a pseudo. It's like not based on anything, and you know, it gets a ten million dollar budget. It's actually a really good movie, but it's like that's how you do it if you want to. You know why? Because $10 million, hmm, how are a lot of people going to see this movie? Better be a really good script. Better be a really good script. Low risk. There you go. Um, but who so. wants to see, But it's like, who wants to see, like, the face-off universe? Like, who, who cares? Like, who cares? Uh, I, I don't even want to get into that. Honestly. I mean, I, I'm... Oh, upgrade. $3 million budget. It made $17 million. And there's, I think there's most likely, oh, there's going to be a TV series. Uh, but yeah, and it's just like, you know, the same guy who did, uh, Invisible Woman. But yeah, but all right, I'll, uh, I don't 30, know. Did you 35, have anything else? No, nothing yeah. like that. We're 35. Hey. hey, all right. So the next story I had, well, I kind of want to talk about this, um, NBC Universal thing. So it says NBC Universal may pull movies from Netflix, HBO Max to boost Peacock. 
So it says Comcast is considering removing NBC Universal Films, basically Universal Films, from streaming platforms like Netflix, keeping up with coming releases for its own Peacock service, according to a new Bloomberg report. So it's interesting because I think Warner Brothers has the better catalog, but Warner Brothers, in terms of business practices, like it's almost like they don't know what the hell they're doing in the movies that they make or where they put their movies because Harry Potter is on Peacock right now because of a prior deal that Warner Brothers made. And is, that, is that coming off? Is that going to come off Peacock though? When? I don't know when. I don't know. Nobody I thought, it, I thought it was coming off in the future. Uh, yeah, sure. Wrong. Sometime in the future, but it's, okay. um, and the thing is, it's, the thing is, if you're starting HBO Max and you have to make an emergency deal so that Harry Potter can be on HBO Max when it first launches for like the first month, it just means like you don't have like that, you know, 10 step plan or whatever of world domination. I'm not saying Universal has it, but it's like Universal is basically like, yeah, we know we can get out of these deals and get all these movies on Peacock where we're going to have, hey, all the Fast and Furious movies, all the Jurassic Park movies, all the Illumination Entertainment movies. They're all going to be here on Peacock or whatever. Um, I, like I, I really question. Um, I really question. I think I think Universal NBC is overvaluing what those movies are going to do for their um, for their streaming platforms. Mm, I don't know. A lot of people like Fast and Furious. I think a lot of people like Fast and Furious, but I think a lot of people like Star Wars. And people are not subscribing to Disney Plus for the back catalog of Star Wars movies. They're subscribing it to it for the, the new ongoing new stuff. It is all about the new stuff coming out. I mean, Netflix, does Netflix, like how many movies does Netflix really have now? I mean, I know it has movies, but people don't go to Netflix to watch movies like old movies like that they go to netflix to watch the hot new series whatever um Mm. they really don't go there to see the old shit um because there's other ways to view the old stuff um and and the and and that old stuff isn't i i don't well it's just it you know it wasn't made for me um the office killed on netflix but the office yeah. is sort of comfort food. And so the office is now on Peacock. I just don't think that Jurassic Park is not the office when it comes to comfort food, as, as comfort food, nor are the Fast and Furious movies. I don't, at least for me, <laughs> I'm though I, to be clear, I am not the demo that Universal is thinking of as to who the Fast movies are really going to appeal to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they are I, I think they're evaluating it. If it's one of those things where if it's one of those things where they do what Paramount Plus is trying to do where it's like hey after 45 days like all of our new releases are coming straight to, uh, straight to Peacock. First of all they need to rebrand Peacock. They need to just call <laughs> it Universal. They, they just need to call it Universal Plus. I know we've talked about this before. Uh, just, I don't, I don't no, I'm just saying Plus well whatever they call it. Um, but because it's the same thing why CBS All Access became Paramount Plus. Same thing. Like Peacock's gonna have to become something else, and it will. Um so there's that. I, I really I really question um these 
I think I think HBO is the only. I mean, HBO Max is the only sort of platform I think that has that's an extension of a uh, movie studio. Um, as you know, that streaming network. I think HBO Max is the only one that's going to work. I really question the long-term impact well, I mean, of, what, Disney? of what Paramount... No, I think Paramount Plus and Peacock. Disney... No, I'm just... I'm saying... You're saying HBO Max is the only one that'll work in terms of the connection to that studio. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I see, see, I think of Disney... I think of... I, I think Paramount Plus and Peacock, uh-huh. I, they're not going to fail and shut down. They're never going to get the traction, well, I think, that they... I, I disagree with I you on Paramount Plus, but you think Paramount Plus will? I, from a viewer I, standpoint, I think that Paramount Plus and whatever their their ten year plan, ten step plan for world domination, I think that plan is going to fail, and Amazon is going to going to get Paramount. Well, then, okay, but then then you're proving my point. Then Paramount Plus will. You're saying Paramount Plus will fail, and someone's yeah, just going to get you on. You just said cards. it won't. No, no, you no. Just said it won't. I said I think Paramount Plus and Peacock. Yeah, I think I think Paramount Plus and Peacock may exist, but it's never going to have the traction that okay. Netflix and Disney and HBO Max will have, and they will always be others in the grand scheme of things. And I think that, um, and, and because of that, they may have a few shows, but I think that the value of the value of The Office to view as comfort food 10 years from now is going to decline much as the value of Seinfeld, you know, Seinfeld and reruns 10, 12 years ago had a lot more pop to it than it does now. You know TBS I mean? four hour, four hour block on TBS of what uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, but I, I, right. But it's TBS. I'm no, I'm just saying that it is not as it's not popping as significantly as it was 12 years ago. That's all. Yeah. But I'm just saying they're... I'm just saying what they're going to do with their movies if they actually do this and they're successful with it. It's just... If HBO Max could do that with all their movies, like if they could get out of whatever deals... I know Harry Potter's the big example I use. Because Harry Potter's... Harry Potter does like cray is still crazy popular um because i know what i told you and you couldn't believe it but like there are people that basically for almost every holiday in the last quarter of the year watch harry potter halloween thanksgiving christmas they watch harry potter like there are a lot of people where chris like harry potter is like their christmas marathon like what's what what's the deal that like it just they they people love harry potter i mean and there there are christmas sequences in like the first four movies um and they're they're really good movies what they need to do is watch it's a wonderful life like a real fucking american okay anyways (laughs) oh my god uh you're not watching the charlie brown christmas for Christmas? Christmas is, oh, on Apple TV, exclusively on Apple TV Plus now? Stop. They show, they show it on network television once. Christmas isn't what it used to be anymore, That's man. right. And, uh, and guess what? Guess what? It's the one Christmas episode where they actually make reference to 
to what Christmas is actually about. Here's, here's, here's a little hint. Here's a little hint. It's about, it's this real big secret. It's about, they actually mentioned Jesus. Can you believe yeah. it? They actually you talk know, about Jesus. I think when Jesus was hanging up there, I think he was thinking, there must be more to this. <laughs> um, so Disney launches 20th television animation, promotes veteran exec Marcy Pro Proietto to run a new unit responsible for the Simpsons and Family Guy. It's not really about this uh, chick who's running the thing. It's just this, yeah, so Disney is re- responsible for the Simpsons and Family Guy now. It's really just like, well, They've been responsible wow. for the last couple of years. I mean, they bought well, yeah, Fox I mean, for a yeah, while. No, but it's just, but now it's like the separate unit of 20th television. Now it's 20th television animation. It's not 20th Century Fox. It's just. They look like they're going, they're going ham. They're going hard as hell into like sort of adult themed. You say adult themed cartoons. It's like, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean. Yeah, it's. Cartoons with a grown up sort of uh, uh, audience. Slant. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, and I'm wondering really, it's like 14, 15 and older. How did they, um, I'm wondering how, how are they going to, how do they monetize this um, better? Because Disney loves to monetize the fuck out of everything. And, and Lord knows t- 10 years ago, there was, you know, family guy could not have been more monetized probably or whatever, 15 years ago. Um, what are you talking about the like wheat thins? Oh, just um, j- just commercial like, that well, pissed you off in the Bill Hicks in the most Bill Hicks way ever. Wait, I don't I don't remember the commercial. Oh, the, wait, wait, out. the the wheat thins or what? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and you're like a oh, fucking Seth MacFarlane fucking sold out. And it's like Jesus Christ, he's just making some money. It's like I don't care, I don't care. He's got enough money. Like okay, somebody feels strongly about Family Guy's mine to enjoy, but no one else. Yeah, it is mine. The rule of gun is mine, <laughs> and no one else is. Um, but yeah, uh, I just no. I mean, the only reason I include that story is just it's like it's just like yeah, this is Disney's now. It's Disney. Is that rolling up to the one dude who is overseeing all Disney pr- Plus production stuff? Whatever. No, this so. isn't Disney Plus because most of that it feels like most of that Alan, stuff is Alan Horn. Yeah, most of that stuff is like made for other networks. I mean, it, they just have a production company. Like they're right. still making shit for Fox. Well, Fox is them, but they're making yeah. stuff for Apple TV Plus. Um, yeah. They're making stuff to put everywhere. Um, yeah. It's just another revenue source. I'm. What what I'm also wondering is, are the I mean they're also like building back catalog content here. I mean, eventually we're going to get Star on Disney Plus, right? And it's where like, it's where like the adults can go and enjoy, um, you know, Family Guy or whatever. Is Family Guy available on Disney Plus or no? Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons, Simpsons is. is. Family Guy is not. I, I honestly don't know about that. Okay. I don't think so. But um, the next story I had, Netflix is near... Oh, well, Netflix bought the rights to the Knives Out sequels, two Knives Out sequels, for $450 million. Daniel Craig and director Ryan Johnson will be coming back. Um, so they're paying for the movies to be made, and they're going to have the rights to it indefinitely. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So Daniel yeah. Craig is playing the Hercule Poirot uh, knockoff Benoit Blanc. Um, Jonathan's <laughs> going to produce with his producing partner, Ram Bergman. Um, so the first film cost $40 million, made $311 million. And in the article, says gives Netflix a bona fide event film franchise. It's like, I don't know if this is an event film, but okay, whatever. First, the first picture will begin shooting June 28th in Greece, and casting will begin immediately. So um, they should release this in theaters and Netflix. They should do a 60-day release because this people will... I, go- I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, see, see, they're making a huge mistake. Because old people will go to the theaters to see this thing. And they, they're going to, listen, down here, these old people, once, once, once they're dosed, they're going to go to the theaters like at one in the afternoon on a Thursday. And they'll be all over the shit. And every old person is going to tell every other old person. And they're going to go. And they're going to dig it because it's a bit of a throwback. And a lot of them may not have Netflix, but they go to the movie theaters. I, I think it would be a mistake if they solely limited it to uh, just Netflix. Because here's the deal. You could do simultaneous or you do it for a month and then move it. The trick is you got the ongoing rights uh, yeah. on a go-forward basis. And ultimately, that that's really – I mean, that's what I was wondering. It's like 225 fucking million on average for each movie. Like, what are you doing? And no, I mean, I get it. You're paying for the movie and then you're buying in perpetuity. You know, you're basically paying for all those rights that you would have paid for. If this was owned by him elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're just buying it all now to stream forever and own forever. Fine. Um, I think that they could really make a shitload of money because, you know, like they're going to do an international release for this. I mean, this thing, that movie w- likely did pretty well international. I mean, like everyone and their brother was in the first movie. Um, I, I'm just like, yeah. are they going to have like another sort of all-star cast? What, what's What's interesting is Kenneth Branagh is doing it all made... Agatha, Agatha Christie stuff, and it's like this oh, shit yeah. is better. This is like better, so much better, so yeah, much. You don't better. need all that. Don't need all that Shakespeare bullshit. Um, <laughs> don't you think that's all bullshit? Uh, I don't like the way you said that. Uh, what is that Knives from? Out gross it's a Bob it's from a Bobby Lee podcast where Bobby Lee's talking about how Bruce Lee was like killed by his agent or something this conspiracy and this guy's like yeah but don't you think that's all bullshit and then Bobby Lee uh, I don't like the way you said that <laughs> okay <laughs> no it's not all bullshit but uh Knives Out grossed 165.4 million dollars in the United States and Canada and 146 million in other territories. So yeah, popular overseas. Net profit of the film was 82 million dollars. So the, wow. The, only 82 only 82 million and it made it made almost 8x. And that's what they that its revenues were and that's what Hollywood's admitting to. Right, exactly. Um so it probably made way more than that. Of course um, it did. So Deadline has, so, you know, Dad, you got some bad news here. Warner Brothers in D.C. will not be moving forward with Aquaman feature spinoff The Trench and Ava DuVernay's New Gods. It was crazy because like a month ago I was talking about The Trench. I think I called it The Brine or something. But yeah, The, the, the Trench. Brine. Yeah, something like that. It's The Trench. And, uh, you know, hey. 
we all so what do you think's know, going on experience disappointment it's just dc throwing shit against the wall that they just you know it's it's just a they announce all this shit that just is never going to get made you know how like, many years like, ago was it announced that ava duvernay was attached to this project it was pretty much like an hour it was like an hour after a wrinkle in time came out and everyone realized it was a failure oh right? really that's when it wasn't long it was it was a while ago three years I thought ago it was like the beginning of 2019 maybe it was summer of 2018 um new 2018 it was announced uh that duvernay would be directing march 16 2018 so yeah right when Ooh, three years ago yep. yeah and she, May 29th, DuVernay announced that she and Tom King will co-write the film. The movie is no longer moving forward by April 2021. And yeah. Fuck have you been doing for three years? Exactly. But it's just like the thing, you know, when they announced the, you know, they announced the Flash and Cyborg movie, but then it was, now it's just a Flash movie. It was like, they announced that in like 2016. And then it's like the Flash movie is not going to come out until November 4th, 2022. They had the Batman movie that was going to be Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Never happened. Now it's Robert Pattinson and it's Matt Reeves. Um, uh, Black Adam, they announced Black Ad- that Dwayne The Rock Johnson would play Black Adam in 2014. That movie's coming out July 29, 2022. They still have, they've announced uh, Blue Beetle, Supergirl, Green Lantern Corps, and Static Shock. No release dates. For those movies. Then they announced the Zatanna movie. And they announced uh, the Ta-Nehisi Coates, J.J. Abrams, Superman movie. Um, uh, and Wonder Woman 3. No no release dates. That's the thing. When Marvel Marvel puts out release dates before they even have the films that are attached to the release dates. Like, DC doesn't do that because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Who, who um, is the... Um... Who is the... Um, what's the equivalent of the guy? Who is the Kevin Feige... Of the DC universe, so it was Kevin Sujahara. Now it's Jeff Johns and whoever the new Walter Hamada. That's his name. Those are Walter Hamada is like the WB guy. The DC guy is like Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns isn't really a movie producer. He's a writer. He's a comic book writer slash screenwriter. That's really who he is. He's not a producer. Um, he's not a studio head. You know. The only reason there's a DC Films like banner is because optics. Like I don't think anybody does anything for DC DC Films. Yeah, DC Films founder Jeff Johns and John Berg, but it's like Jeff Johns. He's is DC Films the banner we is DC Film the banner you see when you see all the guys from the Justice League sort of cartoon all lined up. Kind of, kind of, yeah. But like DC Films wasn't even. Or did you see like the D and the C and the thing logo? Yeah, but DC Films wasn't established until like 2016. Um, It says after the divisive reception of Batman v Superman, Dawn Justice, Warner Bros. made moves to stabilize the direction of the DC extended universe because everything they do is reactionary. You know that that's what it is, and so the only reason they have a DC Films banner was because there was all these things about how. Well, you know, there's Marvel Studios, which is under Disney, but Marvel Studios is its own thing. So Warner Brothers basically said, all right, we're going to make a DC Films banner. And it's like, that's, no, just make good movies. Just make good fucking movies. 
because that three years in between Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, when I thought that they were gonna like they were getting all their ducks in a row, like okay, so now they're gonna plan it off. They finally have a success. They're gonna plan it out, do all such stuff. No, they were gonna have Man of Steel two. Man of Steel two became Batman v Superman because Zack Snyder was talking about how at the end of their Man of Steel two discussions, they're like, oh, what if a box of kryptonite was delivered at the end at the end to Bruce Wayne's like to this house, and it turns out to be Bruce Wayne's house. It's like, well, you can't unsay that. So then we just remade the entire script into a Batman v Superman well, movie, but, which was a, more of a Batman movie, if anything, when you watch the movie. And it's just like, what? What? Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, that, that's not unlike a, a dark, that thing in the Dark Knight where Batman and Superman fight. There's like something going on with the sun that causes him to not have his powers. and Batman just beat the shit out of him. I mean, it's, it's sort of the same. A similar concept, um, um, but but I mean that that's been out since the eighties. So, um, right. I, I I'm trying to figure out when. So when they pulled Ava DuVernay in, they said, "All right, you're going to sign on." My impression is there's a resource burned there. They threw some money at her to get her signed on. Then mm-hmm. they obviously her and some writer were developing a script. They threw some money at that for a period of time. At some point, it has to take the next step where, all right, we are in, instead of development, we're in formal pre-production, which it sounds like they never even got into. And then, and each step, and then they're produced, then they're in production. But each step you go, the, the, the check spigots turn on faster, right? Or the money, the money flow is faster and faster and faster. It sounds like they just signed her on. They paid her some money to bring her in. And then as they, as it developed or didn't develop, I think people were identi- looking at the project. They said, you know what? Um, there's only so many resources we have because well, I mean, we got well, a goddamn doing, bunch of cell phone towers to she build. She has a $100 million multi-year, multi-genre deal with Warner Brothers Television. And she's currently working on like two DC series, one for CW, one for HBO Max. So it's like they're just throwing a bunch of money at her to do something. But is that hundred million dollars the way that it's four fifty for Knives Out, where it's production and whatever? Well, she's a director and executive producer on one, so she's actually getting paid to like, you know, do some really ground level work on the HBO Max series. But the CW series, it just sounds like she's a you know she she, they're going to slap her name on it. but yeah, I mean, and then the, as for the trench thing, I knew that shit was never happening because it's like, why would you make a movie about this, these scary looking things for that were in Aquaman two for five minutes? I knew that shit wasn't happening. Well, do you, DC do you, just likes to announce shit. Well, do you think they did uh, that because like Venom popped in the theater and so they want to have their own version of no, the horror thing? Or no, okay. I think it was a horror thing. James Wan is a horror director who directed Aquaman and. You know, Aquaman made over a billion dollars, and they're like, "Guess what? We're gonna have more Aquaman stuff because Warner Brothers DC just they don't know what the fuck they're doing." Um, so yeah. Uh, the next story, I don't know. Did you have anything else? That? No, I mean, I I I think that Warner is gonna downscale these movies, the two hundred plus million dollar event picture. With superheroes, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Long the gone, next, I think their next films, like Aquaman, will be two. Aquaman two will be two hundred dollars. Well, but but, but Shaz- that, but, but that's because the money's already been spent. I mean, exactly. I mean, the only thing left to spend on well, that no, is marketing. At this I'm point. saying that's gonna be two hundred million dollars because the first one made a billion dollars. 
But like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, that's not going to be that much because the first one cost like 90 to 100 million and only made about 360. Green Lantern Core, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, the Batman, I mean, they probably that's probably like a hundred fifty million dollar movie at least because the Batman is going to sell. It's going to sell. Do you think the but but the, it just does not look like the budget's going to be that big. It looks yeah, like a small production. Production shutdowns they've had. Everything is on location. That in the cast, they're paying. It's not about it's not about the effects. It's about the overhead. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you're not it's paying Robert Pattinson. You... You're not paying Robert Pattinson twenty million dollars. I mean, okay, but Colin Farrell's in that. I mean, hold on. You're not Who's paying Colin. Like, you're not Paul, paying Colin Farrell twenty. I'm saying dollars. the amount of people in the Batman. Like, you're, are you kidding me? Hold on. Uh, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, uh, Colin Farrell, Andy Serkis, um, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro. Uh, I mean, like here's, here's I'm the saying, the who's getting paid like 800 grand? Like these people are making multiple millions of dollars, right? But I I think they're making okay money now, but what happens is is they've got an opportunity to get the it's a multi-picture option sort of deal. I know. And they're, so they're signing up like, for the opportunity to have steady work for six, seven years. And if things yeah, really pop, it, they hope for like a not, uh, Robert Downey deal. It's not like this 500,000. It's not like this, you know, 200. I know. I know they're not doing it for grand. scale. I know like, they're not doing easily it for scale. Robert Pattinson's probably getting paid like five, six million dollars. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, whatever. Um. So Dan Stevens is going to replace Army Hammer in Star in the Stars, uh, Julie Roberts, Sean Penn, Watergate series, Gaslit. So Army Hammer, who you know he's going through a rough time right now, um, of his own doing. <laughs> uh, Army Hammer, honestly, he looks like he, he he might be going to prison uh, with some of the stuff that's come out about him, if, if it's true. Um, with the alleged allegations, but Dan Stevens, who I think is a better the, actor, hang on the alleged allegations. Did I say that? Yes. Oh, sorry. Allegations, uh, yes. sexual assault allegations. You're right. There's I an know. allegation that he raped some girl for four straight hours. Right. That's that sounds like he had some pharmaceutical enhancement if he did that. Okay. So, anyways, Jesus, if it's true, he will go to prison. Um, if he's found guilty. If it's yeah, if he's found guilty, um, but Dan Stevens is a better a better actor than him. Um, I don't know how much better, but if you ever watch a Legion, like I've seen about three episodes of Legion, like he's really good. So good for them. Uh, it's interesting that Sean Penn, with all the stuff he said and done in the past, like he still gets steady work. I find that very interesting. Um, uh... And I'm not saying that I'm not saying I have a problem. I have like this huge problem with the stuff he said, but with the woke woke culture spinning around Hollywood, it's like, wow, this guy's still getting work. Okay. Uh, Sam Esmail S- is uh producer. Because he, oh, well, what, I, I could go into it. Go ahead. No, but Sam Esmail and anonymous content. So it seems like it's the guys behind Mr. Robot are producing this. So good for them. Uh, but what are you going to say? Who is, is Sean Penn playing Nixon? Um, is he? I, I, I'm just like, who's Sean Penn playing? I mean, this is this is about this is about John Dean. So, who who 
whatever. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak to how credible he is, but I mean, th- th- if this is the John Dean, um, you know, if this where's is the, the Dean, the Dean hagiography through the, uh, where's the Howard Dean series we all need? Howard okay. Dean, what the Howard Dean who in the Senate, the or screamer, the screamer, Howard Dean. We're gonna go to Texas and Louisa. Yeah, that guy. Oh that yeah, Howard true. Dean. I'm sorry. Howard I'm Dean. sorry. Yeah. No, is it is it Howard Dean? Yeah, it's Howard Dean. That guy. Well, it, yeah. No. No, we're good. I, I mean, I mean, who who needs a movie? The the guy whose best deal was to come in third, running for president one year. I mean, it's all about the scream. So it's all about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and Robert, he was and he was literally like on his way until uh, he screamed. And he was yeah gone. exactly. Roberts plays Martha Mitchell, a big personality with an even bigger mouth. Uh, Martha is celebrity Arkansas mm-hmm. and socialite and wife to Nixon's oh, wait, loyal wait, attorney, wait, wait. wife wait. to Nixon's loyal attorney general John Mitchell. I know big mouth Julia Roberts. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, why the long face? <laughs> anyways, uh, sure you're not talking about somebody else. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, oh, Coming to America. Yes, gives, yes, yes, definitely. Coming to America gives Amazon Prime Video its first number one finish on Nielsen Weekly streaming chart. So looks like good $125 million spent by by uh, Amazon. But what does that what does that do for them? Racked up 1.4 billion minutes of viewing during the period of March 1st to the 7th, easily outpacing the number two title of the week. Netflix's Ginny and Georgia. So what how, the hell is this Ginny and Georgia? I I've kept I keep hearing about this. Ginny and Georgia. What what is this? Ginny and Georgia. G I N N Y. Yeah, Ginny Miller, a fifteen-year-old who is more mature than her thirty-year-old mother, Georgia, in a New England town when Georgia, where Georgia decides to settle down with her daughter Ginny and son Austin to give them a better life than she had. What? Reception. Oh, it's a TV show. I thought it yeah, was like some 68%. quote. I thought it was like some quote from some chick named Ginny who lives in Georgia. No, no, what the no. Fuck? I was just like, what is going 68% on? Sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-three on Metacritic. Okay, I keep hearing about it. But oh, so we have right, some so... Preco- precocious young child who's taking yes. care of mom. Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, Ryan the Last so, Dragon. So what does so Raya and the Last Dragon totaled three hundred fifty-five million minutes? Coming to America, one point four billion minutes. So clearly, there's this is getting double, triple viewings. But what is yeah. that? But was it? You're selling no that. ads against it. That I don't know. So what I'm do you? Telling. What does it mean? I guess. That I don't. I don't. I just said I don't know. It's just letting you know what's popular. But it's like top ten coming to America, Ginny and Georgia, number two, one point one six billion minutes. Criminal Minds on Netflix. Nine, oh my god, nine hundred twenty-nine million minutes. Well, WandaVision, I mean, WandaVision what, number four. Seasons of that. Yeah, three hundred seven episodes. WandaVision with nine episodes, nine hundred twenty-four million. But Criminal Minds, three hundred seven episodes, nine twenty-nine. Grey's Anatomy, Netflix, three hundred sixty-six episodes, eight hundred fifty-eight million minutes. Unbelievable. Murder Among the Mormons, Netflix, three episodes, five hundred eighty-seven million minutes. It's like all these are like Netflix. 
but because it's like I, NCIS. It, like, oh my god! But 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 the thing the thing I don't get is the purpose of the Nielsen ratings was to show how many people were watching the show in order mm. for you to take that space and sell that ads. time to put ads in it. And now yeah. you're saying, okay, guys, here's all the people watching. There ain't no ads yet. Yet, because that's going to be the next step, is they're going to put ads in some movies. Right. I, I swear to God, if Coming to America comes out, maybe the first week or two, they won't put ads in it. But what's going to happen in the future is they're going to start slicing ads into it um, right. that are only streaming. Um, that's got that. I don't understand the purpose of reporting how many minutes there are other than saying, yes, it was successful because the only way you're monetizing it is to either seeing that you're adding subscribers or right. not, or not losing, right. Or you're breaking even or whatever. It's either yeah. net net positive or not. So who cares? <laughs> it really doesn't matter how many people watched how many subscribers do you have? Unless this is all just, all this is icing on the cake to prove out that we're able to track it so we can then start selling spaces for ads in these movies. It's coming, y'all. It's coming. So, the, I, I think the other reason I include this is because Amazon. It's interesting that like Amazon has a lot of money to spend, but it seems like they don't do the big, well, I think they're prepared to and they're about to, but they don't seem to do the big, like we're spending $10 billion on content this year. Like they don't just throw shit at the wall. Like it seems like they have a lot of, they have a good amount of high quality series and it seems like they spend their money kind of, kind of intelligently um, in terms of like, like what are like how many like just awful shows does Amazon really have? Because like yeah they got Jack Ryan they're gonna have the Jack Reacher series yeah how, yeah I, I think the question is how many can't miss shows have they had yeah exactly and that's, that's the, the problem thing. they don't they don't have the big uh, they don't have the Queen's Gambit show. as an example no or Making of a Murderer it's coming or uh, whether it's Lord of the Rings or the Wheel of Time it's gonna be one of those two. If it I mean, is not, if the Lord of the Rings doesn't pop, oh man! Yeah, I mean that spend, will be bad. They send a billion dollars all in just to get the rights and produce the thing, but no, like it'll, I, 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 it'll bring in people. Are, are you are, even, are you are you saying that because it's a bunch no. of nobodies? It has no, to no, be no, good. No, 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 <laughs> and it's not that. I mean, don't wrong. That's one of the reasons why I think it will be good, but it's going to bring in a lot of people because. It will just by merely existing, it will bring in a ton of people. If it is good, it will bring in a shit ton of people. Like it's one of those things where the floor on that first season is so damn high, it doesn't really matter. For the first season, yes. But if it's good, it's gonna explode. The other thing with it is they're gonna have an, another fantasy series with the Wheel of Time, which has a you know nice fan base not nothing big but there's so much content with that where if they do that right that could be a game of thrones level show uh just knowing about the wheel of time and knowing that there is this dedicated fan base to it um so yeah they have that and mazel now while mazel is not huge 
by the time Maisel comes back, the audience has grown, so they have shows. And I think Invincible, like Invincible, is going to grow, and The Boys is going to keep growing. Will they ever reach that? You know, yeah, that's right. The, bo- the boy, yeah, you know what? The Boys is the Boys is a can't miss show at this point. I mean, yeah, because The Boys taps into that. It just taps into that holy shit, like you know, it just taps into that kick ass Kingsman type of uh demographic um but yeah so and i think they have shows that are really good that can grow like they have at least three of those shows i mean i know people who watch jack ryan i don't watch jack ryan but um but yeah so but it's interesting because it's just like they don't seem to spend on like all this shit it's very much just like no we're gonna put our money here we're gonna grow this show if a show doesn't work after one season it ain't coming back um so yeah i mean it's I just think they spend their money a lot better than like Netflix does. What so. I, you know, I mentioned you mentioned Invincible, and Invincible is only going to be eight episodes. So this is basically just a five-week run. I mean, they do three yeah. episodes. I mean, that's six. really short. No, six is that right? Three, 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 four, four, four five, six, three, seven, four, eight. five, six, seven. Yes, okay, I can count now. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just like, what? But then again, Loki will be out, right? I mean, yeah, no. June 11th, June 11th, yeah. Loki will be out. But you know, uh, they're they're doing what they need. They're slowly, they are slowly building up to the hey, we're we're gonna have something every month. Whereas Netflix is like, we have something every three days, and it's still like, yeah, no, you really every don't. Day yeah, you really don't. You don't have something worth. You have something, but you don't have something worth watching every three days. Whereas I think Disney is really trying to get to that. We have something every like six weeks. And Disney actually might get to that point where they have something every six weeks. Whereas not something that everybody's going to watch every six weeks, but something that a real fan base is going to watch every six weeks. Like Disney can get to that uh, with She-Hulk and Moon Knight and the Bad Batch and Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka and, uh, you know, all those shows like, Disney could actually realistically get there, whereas Amazon could probably say we probably you know we have something every like couple months or something. Where it's like, hey, Jack Reacher, Jack Ryan, Invincible, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Lord of the Rings, The Wheel of Time, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that was the last story I had. Did you have anything else? Uh, nothing. Um, what's on the agenda? We got um, uh, Invincible really, Falcon Winter Soldier. In, what's Invincible coming out? Falcon Winter Soldier. I think that's it. Mortal Kombat got delayed another week. Um, oh. So yeah, is that that big a deal? Ah, uh, no. I mean, I still think it's gonna be terrible, but you know. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. There's that. I mean, Black Widow got pushed, so there's. There's that. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's anything else, really. Okay. I'll be caught up. I'm gonna, I, w- I will try to see something. Well, here. next Saturday, April 10th, Age of Empires 4 preview. So there you go, Dad. Um, so. Hey, listen. Oh, listen, I just hope we get a new basketball coach. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which well, is a whole other know, podcast. Yeah. So, if you like the podcast, please rate me and subscribe. Uh, where you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore all underscore around the all around or on instagram at the all around the dot all dot around 
We passed 1,000 plays this week. Thank you all. Which was, you know, pretty huge, 1,000 plays. Uh, I know we got 20 plays in the last episode, which I think that's the first time we got 20 plays in, like, the first week, like, the the first run of the uh, episode in a little bit. But although if I look, we've built in the last few episodes, like, I know the last, like, five episodes showed 20 plays or more, five or six episodes. So thank you all for that. Keep listening. Spread the word. Yep. Um, tell your yeah, friends. Tell your enemies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I'll talk.